Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hello. Hi. 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 How is everyone? I know you guys can answer back. How's you all doing? How's it going everyone? Share with the room. (laughs) Just pretend, you know, you can take a second, pause the podcast, tell us your response and then pick back up and we'll say glad to hear you're doing well or shit I'm sorry to hear you're not doing well or if you're just meh I feel that too I'm feeling a bit meh because it's winter coming you know and I just feel the dark I can't handle it when it gets dark so early it just really affects my mood yeah when does it when does the sun set now for you I think it's like I know I, I went outside my apartment at like 5:30 today and it was still light so I think six now but mm-hmm. once we yeah. get into winter it'll get dark about 4:30. Oh yeah that's rough yeah anyways um we have <laughs> wow wow wow. <laughs> wow 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 this is a podcast about the weather <laughs> just kidding let's um, just talk about the weather <laughs> um we have some new patrons that i would like to shout out we have new patron rachel hi rachel hi welcome. rachel welcome and thank you for your support yes very much and also new patron genevieve beautiful name and welcome Ooh. genevieve Genevieve I did see your name on an email and I was like that is a beautiful name so welcome Mm -hmm. and thanks Genevieve yes and thank you to all of our patrons you all have received a special treat this week because Sarah just we just recorded an episode for Patreon about Sarah's bachelorette party and it was chef's kiss Everything you want to know. So. It was <laughs> naughty and nice and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to hear about it, go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Mormon. And what an amazing group of people we have over there. I know we say it a lot, but like, dang, like <laughs> they're all really dang. amazing. Dang. I just, that came out my, my Utah Mormon dang. <laughs> yeah. Dang, man. Um, yeah, no, really, we have an amazing little community over there, slash not cult, though. I always get a little hesitant when he starts saying, we have a great community, and then it's like, oh, no, am I in a cult again? Have I been back? Have we become cult leaders? I don't know. (laughs) Um, we, We love you guys, and also all of our supporters who aren't patrons in the official sense. We obviously still love and support or love and appreciate your support, too. So yeah. thanks for yeah. listening, everyone. Thanks for joining in again this week. I know. Thanks for coming back. Uh, we we also have received some really, really nice uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, which just make our day every single time. I screenshot them and send them over to Sarah because I'm just like, look, look how amazing they all are. So thank you. That really helps us in the sense that if you leave us a nice rating and review, other people can find the podcast. So thank you so much. Yes. Katie always sends me the screenshots and every time I get emotional because they're just so sweet and just really thought it's not just like great podcasts. It's like really lengthy reviews that are personal and incredible. So thanks, mm-hmm. guys. We're just, <laughs> we just have all the feels. I guess so. We went from bitching about the weather and it getting dark to the other side of the happy spectrum. <laughs> we were all over the place. Um, yay. <laughs> yay. So do you have any more announcements? Um, no, I don't think so. Other than just the little fun part. So for my bachelorette party, Two of the wonderful women who helped plan and organize things have been guests on the show. So shout out to Elba and Karen because they helped plan and they knew, obviously, my Mormon background. So it was fun to play up to that as well. So thanks, Sky. (laughs) Yes, you guys did perfectly, I must say. Um, Okay, so before we get into the topic, I want to do like a blanket kind of (laughs) like... content warning because we're going to be talking about lots and lots of sex stuff in this episode so 
<laughs> I mean, you probably don't listen to this around your little ones or around your grandmother, but if so, here's your warning. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of sex terms and I'm probably going to giggle more than normal because this is a gem of an episode of a topic. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited, but I'm glad that you you thought of that because I would have just completely forgot. But yes, content warning, lots of discussion about sex and maybe a trigger warning. I guess it could be in some ways, but just yeah. know we're talking about sex and different weird sex terminology around Mormons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what we're basically talking about is Mormon sex loopholes. Um, and this came up because... <laughs> I'm already we, giggling at holes. <laughs> I know, I know, you guys. I've, I told Sarah before we started recording that I have been giggling nonstop for like hours this morning writing these notes because I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so um, we've sort of talked about these uh, slightly before, a couple of them, but um, recently, in the past couple of months, uh, the, the term soaking has gone viral on TikTok because some ex-Mormons were talking about it and it blew up. I mean, it's all over the place. I, we got so many of you wonderful listeners sending us all these TikToks and these articles and stuff talking about what this Mormon sex loophole is. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, we've already talked about this. But then I realized we haven't talked about it in detail. So here we are. And (laughs) we're giving you what you asked for. (laughs) Giving you what you asked for. We are up to date and hip and fresh because we're on we're on point with the trending topics of TikTok and soaking, which I don't even have TikTok. So I had to like just yeah I had yeah. to be that person who watches it on your chrome or safari because I don't <laughs> girl same I don't have tiktok either I think that says something about our age whatever but I remember it was probably last year you actually said in an episode like hey we should start an ex-mormon tiktok and I was like cool good idea but I'm not gonna do it you do it and now I we should have done it because the ex-Mormon TikTok is, like, huge now. So, whatever. I know. <laughs> I thought about that when I, when I think it was you that sent it to me or maybe one of our listeners. Anyways, I mean, we got so many TikTok uh, videos shared with us about ex-Mormon stuff. And I was like, fuck's sake. Like, I was going to do that last year. And then I just never did it because I'm too awkward. And, like, I just don't know how I would do the video thing. I think I would just make about a thousand and then delete them all because I'd be like, I, can't <laughs> I feel weird. I can't share it. But yeah, no, it's funny. It's like, videos. Oh, it's trending. Huh? Oh yeah. I love when you do videos. You should do them more. <laughs> I just feel like I'm too cringy. It's like I watch it back and I'm like, Ugh, I'm cringy. I think everyone thinks that about themselves. You just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess before we begin, I'm going, I think we should kind of describe a little bit about the Mormon teachings around sex and the law of chastity, just in case you guys don't know, but I'm guessing if you listen to us for any amount of time, you might know, or this might be your first episode. So um, if you're Mormon, the teaching is that you cannot have sex or any kind of sexual relation or activity at all outside of marriage, like nothing. You can't even masturbate. So yeah, you can't do you can't even think impure, I'm doing air quotes, impure thoughts. Yes, you're supposed to remain, quote unquote, morally clean in your thoughts, words, and actions. So like, yeah, like Sarah said, you can't even, it's a lot of the reason why they can't even watch rated R movies is because there might be sexual content and you're not even supposed to think about sexual things. No. Which it's so silly because we're humans, right? Like almost everyone, I guess, unless you're asexual, almost everyone is a sexual person <laughs> in some way to some degree. And the Mormon church tells you, you cannot be that whatsoever unless you're married in a heterosexual relationship. Uh, yeah, That's the only time you can be sexual. Like you can't even dance too close to someone like the Mormon space to have the space of a book of Mormon in between you like you can't be alone 
with someone in a room and, you know, they say alone with someone of the opposite gender, quote unquote. I know that there's more than two, but, you know, they're on the binary and they all think that <laughs> everyone likes the quote unquote opposite gender. So whatever, that's their rules. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they have like rules at BYU where you can't be in someone's apartment past a certain time like it's just crazy the rules around it and how suppressed Mormons are in terms of well in many ways but what we're talking about is sexually (laughs) definitely sexually like it's not even like you're you're taught that but like on a personal level in terms of like if you're a devout Mormon like you constantly Mormon (laughs) then you're constantly in your head already and like feeling these these emotional like feeling ashamed or guilty just for thinking these thoughts not much like you're not even actually doing anything sexual but if you just think about it you feel like really guilty and dirty and then if you happen to make a I'm doing air quote mistake then it's like you have this shame and guilt that you have to carry around so it's just it's highly monitored externally, but also internally you're doing your uh-huh. own judgment as well. Yeah. I, I know people who even have felt intense shame and guilt, even having like a sexual dream, even though, you know, you don't even have yeah, control of that. that um, and I guess if you're just joining us, I can say that if you do commit, like Sarah said, a mistake or a sin, which could be as small as, making out with somebody or doing any kind of sexual thing, even if it's just alone with yourself, you're supposed to tell your bishop about it because they consider it a sin. And then your bishop will decide how to discipline you. And there's so many problems we've discussed in past episodes, especially when it comes to children and teenagers talking to these adult men behind closed doors, telling them sexual things. So there's a lot of guilt in terms of that. And then also you're punished for doing anything sexual. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do horny unmarried Mormons get around <laughs> this rule? You might ask. <laughs> so what has gone viral on TikTok, what we talked about is called soaking. Oh, it's just such a... Okay. (laughs) I know. Don't worry. It gets it gets worse. I found some more terms, but um, (laughs) basically what this is is where a person puts their penis inside of a vagina, and you just lay there. You do not move. You don't thrust. You don't wiggle around. You just lay there, and in their minds, somehow. This means that they're not actually having sex. They're not breaking the law of chastity if they just slip it in and stay still. Uh, uh, (laughs) To me, this was like the weirdest one because in my head, like that, that you may as well just have sex. Like I remember when I first heard about this and I was like, what? If you're going to do that, you may as well just have sex then. I know. I know. Friends. It's, it's so strange. So many people say, like, they have different justifications for it. Like, well, if I'm not actually thrusting, I don't I don't get it either. It makes no sense. But I liked this. I looked up the term soaking on Urban Dictionary, and this was their, this was their definition. They said, it's like planking, only your dick is inside of a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> You're just laying there straight like a plank. And but you know your your dicks inside of more. <laughs> um, some other words for soaking, which is essentially the same thing. Um, some other words that are used are docking, floating, yeah. <laughs> floating. Ew. Yeah. Marinating. Ew. <laughs> and my personal favorite, the Provo push. Oh. God, the Provo push. It makes me think of that Flintstone pop, like, you know, the pop. Oh, the push pop. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm never going to see that the same way. (laughs) Okay. Push pop. The Provo push pop. New merch. Wee. Okay. So then there's the next level up from this. So 
instead of just being still, there's something that happens that we've talked about a little bit before called earthquaking. <laughs> so <laughs> earthquaking is when you're particularly, I think this happens at BYU in the dorms, uh, if you have a bunk bed. So you get on the top bunk with whoever you're going to soak with, you start soaking, and then your friend or roommate will come in and kick or push the mattress from underneath so that it wiggles you resembling an earthquake but that way there's friction and your your genitals (laughs) rub together (laughs) but how disturbing is that that you have someone come in and do that like what the fuck it's like it takes on a whole new definition of a wing woman or man or person like Whole it's been like, definition. hey, could you, uh, got a date with a uh, good old Tommy tonight and we're planning on soaking, but maybe we'll spruce it up with an earthquake. Want to come in at eight o'clock and shake things up a bit? Like, <laughs> what? How like a, a Mormon threesome, but the person that's doing yeah. all the work doesn't get a reward. <laughs> it's um, so weird. And also, like, how, no offense to if any of our listeners ever did this as a Mormon, but, like, how dumb can you be in terms of like obviously god's not going to be like oh because your friend who you told to shake you has you know caused like an earthquake and friction i will allow it (laughs) yeah i'll allow it's all so silly all very stupid and i guess that's what happens when you're in a cult that is sexually suppressing you and you try to, you desperately want to have sex so you need to find a way to make it work. I don't know. <laughs> earthquaking? Oh my God. I'm going to go yeah. back. I'm going to go back and ask her. I'm going to be like, hey, do you want an earthquake tonight? Earthquake. Oh, who, who are you going to get to push the bed for? <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor next door? <laughs> um, okay, so here's one. This is another one that went viral with the soaking. And this is like earthquaking, but to me it's more disturbing because it, the, okay, so it's called jump humping. and this is where you're just on like your regular bed you're not on a bunk bed with whoever you're soaking with you're under the covers and then your friend just starts to jump on the bed next to you what the actual fuck like just oh my god if there are mormons who manage to listen to this episode just have sex man i know just do it yeah like Mm -hmm. this is insane all this effort and it's the same thing. You're still, isn't it by definition, like, sex some type of, like, well, there's not really a definition of sex, but, like, penetration in some form. It doesn't have to be a penis, but penetration, right? Yeah. I don't even think it needs to be penetrative. If it, like, sex, unless you're talking, like, sexual intercourse, then maybe that's the definition. But, like, sex yeah, could that's just what I thought, be, like, like, touching. Yeah. Yeah, like, sex doesn't need, sorry, I guess, so, yeah, you're right, like, sex, by definition, isn't, doesn't have to be penetration, there's all different types of sex, and it depends on the couple and your yeah. personal opinion, but I just mean by, like, Mormon definition, oh, right, it has right. to be penetrative, so then <laughs> they're already breaking it, so it doesn't matter if you thrust or not, if the penis penetrates the <laughs> vagina or the anus, like, it's, it's still sex, like, like, and that is what the church, I think, w- would say. I mean, obviously, they tell you don't do anything. Like, don't even make out. Don't touch anyone or don't touch yourself. But these these kids are so desperate and stupid. Sorry. But, like, <laughs> they're somehow, maybe it's in their head. This is the way to avoid having to confess or something. I don't really get it. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I guess that's a good point. Maybe they can say, like, technically. Yeah, technically. Like, I didn't create the friction, so, like, I don't need to go to my bishop. Um, okay, so another term, it's called derfing. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Ew, I just hate these words. They're derfing. so gross. Like, none of them are attractive. All right, so I just loved Urban Dictionary's definition of this as well, so I have it here. It's okay. <clears throat> Durfing is the act of dry humping while making out, mostly between 
quote unquote, normal Mormons in Provo, Utah. A typical hookup among Mormon millennials involves making out and derfing, a.k.a. dick surfing at, <laughs> at a local <laughs> Sorry, at a lookout spot such as the Y parking lot or Squaw Peak. <laughs> oh my god, that was an urban dictionary. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Fucking hilarious that it made it into Urban Dictionary. And I know both those spots. Oh, me too. That's I think that's why it was so funny to me because we've I've been I've you know, I've done the Squaw Peak thing many a time in my day and yeah. It was just too perfect. And the term, I didn't know that derfing was short for dick surfing. I didn't either, but now I love it. And I don't think that should be a a Mormon exclusive term. I love dick surfing. Like, that is great. (laughs) I'm just picturing, like, a cartoon penis standing up and surfing, like, actual (laughs) surfing on a surfboard. (laughs) Hey, another merch idea, right? (laughs) Another merch idea. Oh my God, now I feel super like, oh, this is like click ticking off one of my Mormon memories, but I definitely did that. You did that? I did derfing, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was confusing derfing and soaking for a minute, and I was like, Sarah, hold on. How did you oh, forget? God, that? But no. now, okay, it's just, it's, no. it's, it's there's no aggressive, way to do so. Aggressive dry humping. Yeah, yeah okay. like where you're like straddling a guy and making out and you're dick surfing, like definitely. <laughs> and it's like a lookout point. I mean, this was in Germany, so it wasn't like at Squaw Peak or anywhere in Provo, but it was still like a, it was a public place and it had like a lookout <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> so cringy. Now I think about that and like, you know how you like imagine what you look like from the outside and if someone walks up on that? <laughs> yes. He's so cringy. Ugh. Oh, I feel the same way. Um, okay, so another word for that is Levi Lovin. Oh, I do love talk. that one. Mm-hmm. You know, I and love Levi Lovin. Another term is NICMO, which is just spelled out N-C-M-O, which stands for non-committal makeout. Okay, With this one I know very well. Yes, this is like huge thing and I guess this isn't like you're not having sex but I think technically I don't know depending on what you do when you're making out I think would be considered a sin in the eyes of the Mormon church (laughs) well it is because and this is I remember my bishop in a singles ward giving like a fireside or maybe it was like a I don't know it was one of those like either fireside or sacrament meeting or you know, like munch and mingle where they talk about like <laughs> munch and mingle <laughs> or they talk about how Nicmo is a sin in the church because the only time you should be showing that amount of affection and physical touches with someone that you want to have commitment with. Like you're going to oh. marry. So yeah, you're you don't so just right. do it for fun. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've known people who, yeah, if they're really devout Mormons, they will not make out. I've known some that won't even kiss their their person that they're dating until they're married which whoa oh, good lord no. um nickmo is like one of those things that like now that i'm out of the church and i'm out of utah it makes me cringe so much it makes me think like god such a loser for thinking that was ever a cool thing to do ew <laughs> i know it just makes me You're like bad boy i'm gonna go yeah. ugh. Ew. ew and i just think of the people like the dudes who use that term and I just want to punch every single one of them in the face. Like picture every single one of them right now, like the ones who were like notorious for a Nickmo or they'd be like, Oh yeah. I'm like, cause you know, in, in single wards as well, singles ward, like it's all gossip. We've talked about this before and all judgy. So as soon as a guy goes and tells other people that he's making out with a girl, but it's a Nickmo only, then she's like permanently stamped as like the the person you you wouldn't actually commit to or marry. Yes, okay. isn't that They're like crazy? They're only good for Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Full disclaimer. I was that girl, and yeah, that's yes. what I got labeled as, and that's how people treated me. Mainly Mormon dudes, that and they, so it was sucks. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Yeah. And I, I want to clarify that Sarah and I are all about making out with as many people as you want. Oh like as long God, as everyone's everyone. consenting, just go for it. This is just different though, in the context of the church, because it's, it really is used. I find a lot by Mormon men to kind of control the situation with people. He wants to have that physical affection or like that physical intimacy, but then not commit. And because those are the, not the girls that he's supposed to marry. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You said it so well, like obviously Katie and I are very sex positive. So don't confuse this episode for us bashing anything sex related because we are all for it. (laughs) Yeah. If you like soaking, go soak. I don't care. But like, if you're just doing it to get out of some, some rule about not having sex, then like, you need to reevaluate your life. <laughs> you need to get out of the cult you're in. Get out. Um, yeah. Get out. But yeah, Nick, oh God, it's like bringing me back all the, like all these memories. And it's like a little flashback for me of, of BYU. Yeah, I can. I don't know. Even just that word, it like puts me back in Provo, almost like back at, you know, those apartments you used to live in. Yeah. Like there's that smell and like, I don't know. It's just very triggering for me and not in a bad way or anything, but I can just like put myself in that situation very yep. easily with that word. Exactly. And like, if you ever saw someone making out, then you'd be like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. It's such They're a big deal. So bad. Like I don't, you know, that girl and it's always, I always judge the women. I never right. judge the men. I was always like, Oh, she's such a skank for doing that. But for it the guys, so it was true. like, no, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I um I've really been reflecting on this lately and how intense my internalized misogyny was when I was in the Mormon church and especially like from those years, you know, teenage years and, and early 20s. Um it was crazy. I would judge the women and I didn't I didn't judge the men. And I think that's how it's set up, right? It's set up for the shame mostly going to the woman. And I'm very embarrassed that I did that, but like, whatever, that's the reality. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we've talked about this a few times, like some of my thought processes and my internal thinking was very problematic and internalized <laughs> and just like, whoa, I cannot believe I really thought that way. Like, that's how I perceived the world and how I thought was me being the best person I could be or thinking, excusing, you know, rationalizing these thought, pro- like these things that I would consider as normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same. Same. But yeah, definitely. I always judge the women first and the guys, I would just be like, oh, you know, whatever. It's fine. Or it was like, yeah, basically if I found out someone was having a, a NICMO, then I'd be like, oh, well, and I would, my first thought would be like, oh, that woman's not like temple worthy. Yeah. Or no one's going to, it's not going to lead to anything because no guy's going to want to establish a relationship or get married with someone who they just have non-committal makeout sessions with, Ugh. which is absolutely bullshit. Like I know quite a few people who do end up getting married and have a great relationship. Like it, yeah. which kind of proves the point of like, yeah, you need some physical before you, you get married. <laughs> so. Right. Okay. I have another, another term for you that. You're definitely not going to laugh at. <laughs> um, okay, it's called the poop hole loophole. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know, you might have heard of the, the poop hole loophole. So, oh this God. is the thing. I remember hearing about this a lot. And this was definitely pushed by the, the guys. Like, if if you put it in her bum then it's not actually sex and therefore you're not actually breaking the law of chastity, which like, fuck off. Like that is such a binary way of thinking. It's just like, Oh, the only real sex is penis and vagina. Like that's not how it works. But also like that just makes no sense. But like, Oh yeah, you're leaving her vagina alone. Like, because that's her virtue or whatever. But like, if we do it anally somehow that's fine. It's all kind of fucked up. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a very binary way of thinking. And it also makes no sense. And it's super problematic because it's like, again, Katie and I are not shaming anal sex in the least because no, not at all. Um, 
but it's also assuming that a it's not pleasurable for women like it can be because obviously it it's up to the person but I feel like women in the Mormon church got pressure like you, you get a lot of pressure from guys to do it that way and you know yeah. what it's up to you and you shouldn't feel pressure whether or not you want to have anal sex and like for a guy like they were very manipulative some not all of them not all of them but some of the Mormon guys would like try to manipulate the women and saying like oh but it's not sex actually but like let me just have if we have sex in you know your in in your anus <laughs> I struggled to get that out in your poop hole um it's it's fine like da 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 and just like putting all this kind of pressure and that's never yeah. okay it's super yeah. problematic right definitely Okay, also, so the next not prepared properly, it's like oh, I know, yeah, which you know they're not because they don't have proper sex education, no. especially around that area. Like, it's yeah. just you're just assumed to be doing it missionary. Like, I don't know uh, when you're married, also. So the next term that I saw in my research was oral is moral. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently this is also a thing that people try to convince their partner or whoever that if they just do oral sex only, that doesn't count and they're not actually sinning, which like, how does that make any kind of sense? I, it's I don't. It's very ridiculous because also oral sex is sex. Like it's just I know. in Mormon church, it's like, again, we already talked about it's only penetrative sex is the only like official Yeah, there's nothing outside of that. It must be penis vagina, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. I know. I know. Even up until like the 1980s, I think they like classified oral sex as um, like dirty and forbidden, and you were supposed to confess to that. Even if you did it with your spouse, you were supposed to like tell your bishop and get disciplined for it. I think it's just bonkers. Like it's still in that mentality. Like yeah, it depends on every bishop you have. I've had some that would say, like, in singles award that, like, it's fine as long as you're married and, you know, it's between you and your husband and the Lord, which <laughs> I always thought was super creepy. Being like, hey, celestial Jesus, is it okay if I suck my husband's willy? Cool. <laughs> cool, 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 Like, cool, cool. <laughs> what the actual fuck? But then other bishops were like, no, it's, like, inappropriate and it mirrors, like, pornography and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Like, yeah, I just want to be like, stop telling people what to do with their own sex lives and their bodies. I just hate it. I just want to tell all these white crusty old dudes, like, get your own sex lives and quit being (laughs) little pervs. Yeah, quit being creepers. So another one that is quite common is the term just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently if you only put the little the little head of the penis in, it's not real sex. But also how, like, I just feel like that would make matters worse. Like, you would just want to do it even more. It's kind of like soaking. It's like, why would you even, if you're going to do it, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. And no one has that amount of self-control and restraint. Like, how can you, two consulting adults, just put in the tip and be like, and I'm good. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Apparently, according to some people, uh, like hand stuff, like fingering and hand jobs were okay. Uh, that I never heard that before. I was looking stuff up online, but apparently that's something that some kids say. Yeah, they you. that's okay. Yeah, but I, I'm like, oh no! Like if you can't even touch your own self with your own hand, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, okay, this one's really funny that I came across armpit jobs. What? The actual fuck? So, like, he, like, sticks his wiener in the purse, like, the gal's armpit and just goes to town. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Here's oh, that maybe just my... seems so painful. I know. Like, yeah, for real. You got like, a lot of lube, but, like, that just wants... And you're just, can you, I just can just imagine, like, she's just sitting there, just, like, bored. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, armpit fetish, because I have heard of that one. Like, I, I remember when I was on dating apps, I believe, someone was asking me about, like, like, 
like if you some people are into like licking armpits while having sex. Oh, so I well. thought that's what you're gonna go into. Which I I'm mean, not you, tried it, so I'm not knocking it. I just yeah, you do you, off. but yeah, no, this one not was gonna be a related Mormon one. I was gonna be yeah. thrown away. So. Interesting. No, they're not that interesting. It's all about pleasing the wiener usually. Yeah, all about the wiener. <laughs> um. Okay, this one is called hot dogging. Ah, I think I know this one. <laughs> okay, it's when a guy rubs his penis between the woman's butt cheeks until he ejaculates. Oh, I don't know this one. I thought it was between the boobs. Oh, I mean, that also could be that. This is just what I saw <laughs> online, so it could be that as well. But, but also the butt cheeks funny. one is the great visual. I definitely see the hot dog image there. Yeah, because it's definitely like a hot dog in between. And it's, yeah, that's like, well, it's not technically going inside a hole, so like, Oh, it, but what? Yeah, again, she's just laying there letting you do, like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> but I've also heard of one, too. I don't I just, I don't know if it was Mormon specifically, but I remember Mormon women telling me about it. So I assumed it was Mormon. It's called, like, gliding, which is <laughs> no. also where you just, like, the woman puts her vagina on the man's penis and just, like, glides. Oh, and doesn't actually put it in? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't come across that one, but I can definitely see that. I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah. Okay. My pearls. We're not hot and bottom. Oh, I know. Talking about all the things. So I also saw that some people had been told that um, it doesn't actually count as a sin if you use a condom because it prevents multiplying and replenishing the earth so it's not actually sex and the penis doesn't actually touch the vagina because there's the latex in between so that's the mental gymnastics for you <laughs> i mean a plus for using safe like having safe sex yeah this is the protection. only one this is the only one that uses uh protection in all of these but i'm gonna have to say person who came up with this idea that's a whole lot of bullshit. So yeah, that's that's, that's a whole lot of nonsense. crazy. Just leave, just leave the church. You know, don't do those mental gymnastics. It's, no. Keep wearing the rubber, but yes. just have sex. Yes, I guess naked spooning is also a big thing at BYU. I didn't know about that. What? Yeah, you just get naked and spoon. Although that is ringing a bell. Yeah, I know it oh kind of ringing a bell is... for me, but I was like. Hmm. I yeah, think I've no, heard I've of heard that. of this one. I've yeah. heard of this one. And I'm sure that the dude just has an erection the whole time. Oh my god, uh, definitely. Definitely. Unless unless the woman is the big spoon. And then Oh, right. Right. And then you're safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I saw this one on Reddit and this one is bad. Like this makes me very angry, especially at Mormon dudes. This guy on Reddit wrote because it was like a thread of people saying what they had heard for loopholes. And he said, this reminds me of the time my mission companion told me he was still a virgin because, quote, drunk sex and sex with a sex worker doesn't count. <gasps> yeah. Oh, awful. Yeah, that's just like some grade A douchebag bullshit. Like. Ooh. And I feel like I can picture the kind of guy that guy is like he goes on a mission, even though he's been doing all these things you're not supposed to do. And then is all high and mighty like it doesn't count if it's if I'm drunk during it or whatever. Like, ugh. Well, oh, and he did a sex worker as if they're not human beings. Right. It's still a person. It's sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he didn't use the word sex worker. I changed it out. So yeah, there that shows you how much. Yeah. Um, have you heard of this one? Because um, I, I had, I knew someone who did this. They were in, like, they had their boyfriend or whatever. They were in at BYU. And over the weekend, they drove down to Vegas, got married, and had sex all weekend, then got their marriage annulled. Yep. I know of so many people and have heard of so many people doing this. This was like, the thing y'all so for people who didn't grow up or went to BYU or around that area 
it's only like a five, six hour drive to Vegas from BYU. So people go quite often mm-hmm. and maybe it's even shorter than that. Maybe it's like four hour drive. I don't know. I just remember I've gone a few times on the weekends and yeah, people would just go and get married in Vegas and have sex the whole time and then come back and get it in old. That blows my mind. Like I, I remember someone who did this, but I was just like, what? Uh, yeah. Like how? intense are you brainwashed to think that like doing this is somehow okay in the eyes of god like just have sex i just i <laughs> it blows just my mind sex yeah it's insane and just a lot of like effort like fuck's sake you gotta go and get like annulled like an annulment doesn't that cost money like it's yeah yeah just have sex <laughs> um so I found this um, this quote from someone. It was on a thread on exmormon.org, and I just loved it so much that I wanted to read it. This person wrote, If there is a God, she created us as sexual creatures. It is downright cruel for such a God to instill such strong desires in her creations and then to command them to ignore these impulses until some old fart with bad breath at an altar pronounces them married. <laughs> You would think that God would have much more important problems to worry about than Jack and Diane getting it on in the backseat of an old Chevy. Let them work out their night moves so long as they're properly protected. Sex has always been with the human race. Contrary to LDS teachings, neither society nor the family is going to fall apart if people engage in sexual activity outside of marriage. But there is a clear and present danger when religious zealots try to force their own religious beliefs on everyone else. Yep. Wasn't that so good? I was it's just like, yeah. so good. <laughs> also, but the old part with bad breath. <laughs> so true. I mean, that's something I always, like, I really struggled with in the Mormon church ever since, I mean, like, as, as young as I can remember, like, learning about no sex before marriage, is I just didn't get why God cared. Like, I, I couldn't know. wrap my head around. I remember asking so many times, like, bishops or in Sunday school classes or in Young Women's or Relief Society, where I was like, but, but what I don't understand is why does a piece of paper change that yeah. all of a sudden? Like, and I couldn't, I was like, was was there, like, marriage certificates back in the day when Jesus was around? Like, how, That's a why good point. does being married yeah. make it okay to then have sex? Like, I just, my brain, like, couldn't commute. Like, yeah. compute, like why it mattered. I just couldn't, couldn't wrap I don't, I didn't, I don't get it either. And I think also it's just, um, it's really unhealthy, especially like the shame around it. And also uh, the fear, like I remember being told that the, the reasoning behind it was that like, if you have sex outside of marriage, that person will hurt you emotionally, like, because you'll have sex with someone and then that's, you're just going to fall in love no matter what, and then they're going to break your heart. Like, that's what I was told. So it's like, don't even do it at all, anything near it, until you're married, and, like, scare you into just thinking that, like, being intimate with someone, like, that person's just then going to hurt you. But then it doesn't make sense, because then you're supposed to be all open and sexual with your future partner, like your husband. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And it also has this, like... They would teach, like, basically people who have sex outside of marriage, like you said, are doomed to fail. Like, their marriage won't actually Mm -hmm. last because men only use women to have sex. And if you have sex before marriage, then they're just not going to want to commit and blah, blah, blah. And I remember thinking of that, too, being like, but there are a lot of other marriages outside of Mormon marriages that are, like, really good. Or partnership. Yeah. must be marriage. So that can't be true. Like. And there are people who got divorced and then got remarried and it's like they've had like just like Dusty said last week, you yeah. know, but then you're basically taught that even if you followed the rules and you had sex within a Mormon marriage, it's like then you're you're still the licked cupcake. It's so fucked up. I It it's, makes me angry. And I also wanted to touch a little bit more on this, like we've kind of been touching on it throughout, but just how these loopholes I really do feel like these are how Mormon men, they they use these to get what they want. They push boundaries with women mm-hmm. and the women comply with it either because, I mean, 
either because they're also horny, which could be the case, but I feel like a lot of times they're pressured and they don't want to lose that relationship because mm-hmm. you're told like you need this approval of men and you need men to want you, especially in the Mormon church. And so they push and push and push. And like, I just think it's really um, unethical and manipulative. And I know we've had tons of you write in and tell us how Mormon men did this to you when you were a teenager or a young woman. And it's happened to me. And I wanted to tell you about a time that it happened to me. This guy I was, we were like making, you know what? We probably were honestly at Squaw Peak. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In his car, making out. And he was like begging me, begging me nonstop to take off my clothes. And I finally took off my, my top. And I was like, okay, now like you need to take something off too. Like, you know, make it equal. And this little fucker just looked straight at me and was like, no, I won't do that. I'm saving that for my future wife. (gasps) Like literally telling me to my face that he's just using me as a filler till he gets the chaste wife. And this happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This happened a lot. Or like you're making out with a dude and he comes in his pants and then he blames you. And then yeah. you're, you're yep, the person who's like, but yeah, right? It's just, yeah. it makes me, like, yes, this whole idea, this whole topic is funny and giggly, but behind it, it's quite sinister. It's a lot of Mormon men really pushing boundaries and not really getting consent and trying to manipulate and pressure women yep. into having sex with them. Because but calling it not sex, Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then making the women feel guilty that they did, or, or as you said, blaming them. I mean, that's mm-hmm. happened more times than I can count where it's like we both participated in something and, but I was always the one to be blamed. Always. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always. I had to go to the bishop. I had to re, quote unquote repent and confess my sins and ask for forgiveness from God and from the guy I was with. And then he's like, still the worthy priesthood holder who goes on to serve a mission and is just, but is basically a piece of shit doing this Mm -hmm. to people. And like, you know, they, they pick and choose what to follow and make these own rules for themselves. And yet others who are honest about what they're doing, like, for example, like drinking or whatever, they like judge them and they're like, Oh, what a bad person. Did you see they posted on social media? They were drinking a beer. Meanwhile, he's off trying to convince his roommate to do earthquaking for him. It's just like, Oh my God, Absolutely. dude. It's just so. Ugh. Yeah. So I've been debating whether or not to talk about this on the show, but I, I think it's a, an appropriate time and episode So speaking about Mormon guys making women feel pressured to do things that they didn't want to do or just doing things without your consent and then somehow you're like in shock and when you finally grasp your head like whoa that just happened and you're like in this so basically something like that had happened to me where I was just like complete shock because this was like a priesthood holder who was you know worthy and all of these things and I just I didn't know what to do the first time it happened. And the second time it happened, I was just like, uh, I don't feel comfortable with that. And just kind of like sat up and was in a bit of a shock. And I remember going home and it was just like, you know, he even after that, because I didn't, I didn't consent again, which I didn't the first time, but I, he went off to like a friend who was there as well and trying to basically get some from her because I was just like, what is happening? And um, then it it led to the fact that, like, I felt like a piece of shit for days after. Like, I thought it was my fault. I felt so guilty. I was conflicted. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I needed to confess or, like, you know, repent or if I was worthy to take the sacrament. When it wasn't my fault in the least and I didn't do anything Um, and I remember I finally did confess to my bishop, like I told him and to his defense, he was like, this is not acceptable. And like, that's, 
that's assault. Like, that's not okay. And like, we actually need to talk to his bishop. So then I got in, like, my anxiety was through the roof. I remember having to see him at uh, Institute and oh. I ran to the bathroom and threw up because I was just like, oh. I can't pretend to be fine. Cause he just came up and gave me a hug. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. Oh, I hate him. Oh yeah. And it turned out that like his Bishop basically didn't really like, was just like, Oh, but he's like a, you know, he's like a worthy priesthood holder and it has temple recommend. So he, you know, threatened to take away his temple recommend, which is why this person called me multiple times and harassed until I finally was like, fine, I'll meet up with you gives me this whole sob story that it was my fault and that wow. he, he manipulated it saying that like what you're like going around telling people that like I raped you and that's not what happened. He's like, I'm like, you know, you're like coming across like I'm a rapist and blah, blah, blah. And like making it a joke. And I was like, so uncomfortable and obviously in shock and like traumatized. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like laughing mm. but on the inside being like, what the actual fuck? And then it got to the point where it's like, look, I don't want my temple recommend being taken away from me. So can you just call my bishop and say that I apologize and we're all good? Wow. And that's what I did as a good little Mormon girl. That's what I did. Oh, my God. I'm so angry. Yeah. I'm so angry. It was just uh, kind of really fucked with me for a long time. I mean, it's still something that, like, obviously I went to therapy and, like, talked about. and. Like, I never properly dealt with any of it. I kind of just was like, right, well, his bishop said it was fine as long as I forgave him. And, like, you know, he didn't want – I didn't want to take away his his temple recommend. So that would have been doing him a disservice. I'm supposed to support priesthood leaders, so I have to just forgive him. And even when he made jokes about it for another year or two after, I just smiled and kept my head down and acted like it was an okay thing to joke about and to just push it down. And it wasn't actually until Greg that I was telling him, because I think the same guy had the nerve to ask me for help with like a CV, like reading his resume or some shit like that. And I was like seeing Greg at that time. And I told him and like about everything that happened. And he was just like, what are you doing? Cut this person out of your life for good. Like that is, horrible that's assault like all these things and I was just like he's right what am I doing what the fuck am I doing like but it's because you're brainwashed as as a Mormon even when you leave you're still taught and especially women to be polite and to keep nice and to just you know you got to help out the guy they're the one who's been wronged by by their assault you know like they're the the wrong okay first of all fuck that guy and I want to know who he is and I want to go cut his dick off like <laughs> oh my god and also yeah I'm really really sorry that happened to you you brought up a good point that um women are you're yeah you're taught don't make a fuss like yep. just forgive just be nice just smile see the positive and move on and that's so damaging that's 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 actually horrific and to make it even worse, as you were telling that, I just thought, you know, I I would bet that nearly every Mormon woman has some sort of story, definitely not to the level of yours, but some sort of story where something like that, a boundary has been crossed and something has happened with a Mormon dude and it has either made them uncomfortable or has been full on assault. And they just stay quiet because, yep, yeah, you you have no power, and you're always told like, yeah, they have the priesthood, and yada yada yada, and it 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 is actually enraging me right now. So, wow, yeah, oh my no, god, com- completely. And I I agree. I'm sure every Mormon woman has unfortunately experienced that, and you know, unfortunately as well, like people non-Mormon women as well like yeah, some yeah. type of we're mm-hmm. feeling pressure or you know I think in, in my case because it was a it was such a yeah clusterfuck in terms of mental like mental gymnastics of where I was just and I was gaslit 100% like by yeah. multiple men in that situation but at the time when you're in such shock that it's happening to you and in my head at first I thought like 
well, because I didn't do anything, it was just him using my body to please himself, and I'm okay. But then oh. also it flipped to, yeah, but you still allowed it, and so it's your fault. Like, your body is tempting, and he said that, you know, like, oh, you're just always tempting me with, with your body. And I was like, what? and I blamed myself. I was like, but I was wearing, my first thought was, I was wearing a T-shirt, and my, my boobs were covered. As mm. if that matters you guys oh my god this is just such a great example I mean it's it's horrible it's so horrible but it's such a good example of yeah how women are taught the first thing you think is what was I wearing was it my fault yep what was I wearing I I didn't fight back and you know I didn't say no soon enough it was my fault I should have stopped it it's all on me and that's and then you know having to confess and Basically, you know, yeah, it's all about the guy in that situation. Not once did anyone in the Mormon church, like Mormon leaders, the bishops I was talking to. I mean, that's not fair. The first bishop I did was sympathetic and like he felt bad. But the rest of the the leaders in the church who were men, who, of course, I had to deal with, none of them apologized for it happening to me. It was just more about, well, we got to make this right because we can't take away that guy's temple recommend. Uh, yeah oh my god yeah wow I'm so, so angry all to say just enough with the Mormon loopholes man <laughs> yeah yeah just like have, if you want to have sex just have sex and you need get consent and yep. be safe and that's something that's not taught is you know I I, I was never taught about consent or safe sex so you just kind of have to like figure it out as you go. And I think that's why so many of these guys get away with this stuff and away with these justifications is because like, you're not taught how it should be properly and how you should be respected. I mean, in some cases you are at home, but I'm talking about like in a church setting, it's not taught. So, and and because women are taught to put all their faith and trust in a worthy priesthood holder. So if they tell you, or if they do something or tell you to do something, your brain usually isn't going to, the first thing it's not going to respond is, oh, I, I need to stop. It's more like, but well, he's, he's an authoritative figure. Like he, he's authority and like he has the priesthood. So I must trust him. Right. And then it's mm. like, no, wait, maybe that's still not right. But they manipulate you into thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just have to let it happen. It's, ugh. <sighs> It's horrible. It's really, really fucked. And I mean, obviously, we've talked about it multiple times. But even this, you know, the the lighter topic we had at the beginning, we were laughing and joking. But it's so problematic. Like, just teach teach people from a young age about consent, about safe sex, and that sexuality is a good, positive, beautiful thing. And yes. then you'll have people fucking soaking and marinating, and <laughs> marinating, and. <laughs> So ridiculous. And now I'm never going to marinate meat again. I oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so to end, I kind of want to bring things back up a little. I have a song I want to share with you. Oh, it's from do. the comedy duo Garfunkel and Oates. And they have a song called The Loophole. And these women are really funny. So I'm not going to play the whole thing, like, just in case for copyright reasons, but I'll play you, like, a minute of it so you can get the idea and then go uh, look it up on YouTube and, like, watch. Because they have a a uh, music video that goes along with it that's extra funny. So I'm just going to give you a little taste, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. All my life, I've been good. Do what my mom and dad and God say I should. Go to church and Bible school to live by God's rule. So whatever people tell me that the Bible tells me, I will do. <laughs> Walk the halls of high school with my purity ring. Unlike those other girls, I got my morals in check. It was easy to do till I got a boyfriend. And pardon my French, but he's cute as heck. I made a pact to keep my hymen intact, and Jesus and I are tight. Never learned about the birds and bees. I was taught to keep an aspirin in between my knees. Because the Bible says premarital sex is wrong. But Jason says that guys can't wait that long. I don't want 
to lose him to someone who'll do him. I need to figure something out. Well, there's a loophole in the scripture that works really well, so I can get him off without going to hell. My Hail Mary, full of grace. In Jesus' name, we go to fifth base. Well, thank you for making me holy. And thank you for giving me holes to choose from. And since I'm not a godless poor, they'll have to come in the back door. Okay, I'm stopping. (laughs) Copyright, but it's so funny. You need to go watch the music video. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, so that's The Loophole by Garfunkel and Oates. Pretty good stuff. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going to have to check that out after we finish recording because that's hilarious uh, it kind of so, reminds me of like my crazy ex-girlfriend oh yeah it does sound like that yeah yeah, yeah. all right yeah. listeners thank you for coming along on this journey I think we went all over the place we were like funny giggling upset angry back to giggling and uh <laughs> quite the roller coaster of emotion sorry yeah. everyone <laughs> oh, I think it's good and thanks for sticking with us Thanks for supporting us. We love you guys so much. We do love you guys. Have a great week and we'll chat to you next week. Bye.